Welcome to the Release Your Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I help teach others to show up to their potency so they can fulfill their mission here on earth. I'm so glad you are here. And if you are interested in becoming a medium, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, or if you're interested in shifting your life from the 3D to live more in the 5D reality, then check me out, book a clarity call, and let's get chatting. Hey, everybody, and welcome. This is my friend and mentor, my HD mentor, Siobhan, and today we're going to go into HD. Welcome, Siobhan. Thank you for being here. Hilarious that we both wore hats. I know. <laughs> and we were actually just having a mentoring session before and um, we weren't wearing hats and then we went away oh. and we came back. <laughs> so yeah, we're on the same wavelength, apparently. Yeah. So um, human design. So it's so interesting. And the reason why I had to have this conversation with you and bring you into uh, my audience really is because I was on a random page about two years ago now and someone said something about HD or human design. I'm like, what the heck is that? And you actually said, hey, I'll send you through your chart. And I was like, whatever that does that even mean? You sent it through to me, which I was like, wow, thank you so much. That is super generous. I know that this is what you do for people as well as you pop it into your little chart, send them through this blueprint of their human design. And then I was like, I don't even know what that is, but okay, that's amazing. It felt very aligned. And then I forgot about it for a year until it was yeah. mentioned again. And it wasn't until I learned that I was a projector and all these different things that all of a sudden it was like this whisper or this splenic hit I now know saying, that lady Siobhan, she told you about this a year ago. And I'm like, what? And then I reconnected with you and then um, of course, introduce you to my community. You've done many, many readings for some of my clients and well, yeah, that sounds contradictory, but um, yeah, I needed somebody I could trust with human design. And now it's come all around to this loop two years later where I'm like, splenically, I got this hit of, I require Siobhan to, to break this down for me, to understand me, to um, help me understand others so you've actually become like a bit of my my HD mentor, if you will. <laughs> yeah, 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 which I'm very flattered to be. Um, I had the same experience with human design. You know, I first heard about it and I thought, I saw the chart and I thought, okay, whatever that is, it looks way too complicated and bizarre for me. And I, I kind of lost interest, but human design is very funny, isn't it? It kind of continues to find us. And that's what kept happening for me. It kept coming back and showing up. And, and, you know, it was really interesting. I was, um, I'm, a, I'm a highly sensitive person in HSP and I was in a group for that. And um, I had been hearing about human design for a while. And this young woman in there said, you know what? I finally got my human design reading and like, I'm done. I'm kicking back. I'm living my life. I'm not worried about any of this other garbage and trying to figure it out and the anxiety of all everything, you know, in today's life. And she meant it. Like I could tell her whole, everything about her had shifted. Um, and there was something about that was the time 
there was something about the way she presented that. And I went, oh my gosh. And I knew, I was like, okay, it's time. So I started to follow up on it. Long story short, I ended up going through all these trainings for it. And I, um, Karen Curry Parker is my mentor, which Karen has a whole philosophy of um, human design, which I adore. And it's, I'm, I'm grateful because that's the one that resonated for me when I finally said, okay, I'm ready. So it was kind of like the Karen came into my life and it was like, that's why I wasn't ready yet. I needed the correct mentor for me. Um, and the rest is history. So it's, it's been an amazing, amazing ride. And I 100% understand that young woman uh, in the um, highly sensitive group who said, you know what? <laughs> and it like just changed her life. And I thought, wow, I totally understand that now because it really does. When, when you let it kind of um, marinate for a while. And, and, you know, if you feel the same way that, that you and I did um, and you're like, what, what is this crazy stuff? And it doesn't, it doesn't resonate right away, then definitely step away. But I think it's really interesting how it does tend to like, just keep coming back. It's like this little voice, you know, yeah, and then eventually right. you'll, yeah, eventually you'll go, all right, I want to look into this further. Mm. And I mean, for me, you know, I'm a projector, 3-5, splenic authority, and I have had burnout and I'm a high achiever and I've had a lot of pressure my entire life. And um, even coming down to my schedule, which is what you and I were talking about today, I don't function just like any normal person who can just, when I had a nine to five job as a hairdresser, I was a hairdresser for 20 years, um, I loved it. I love working. I'm good at it too. But then I couldn't do anything else but work. So people would be like, oh, Victoria, you're a nana. Why can't you keep up? So I had to consume a lot of alcohol and a lot of smokes, <laughs> smoking back in the day to stay in coffee and stimulants to stay awake. And this, you, what was it? The HSP, highly sensitive people. I would probably categorize myself in that. And the more I've aligned to me and who I truly am, and HD has definitely helped me, I started aligning to that before HD. Now, yeah. HD is just the, the toolkit. But of course, when we're aligning to who we be, we naturally do that, which is what you love to teach about, and which you're helping me with as well. But the thing is, I'm a psychic medium. And of course, as a psychic medium and as a person who's highly sensitive and intuitive, of course, I'm going to try and keep up and then I'm going to be conditioned and programmed to fit in like the energy types that do love to work and have the energy to do so. But I could tell there was something off and I was looking at myself and I was going, why can't, I, what is so wrong with me? My bloods are normal. I don't have low iron. But how come I'm passing out for days on end and getting so sick and depression and emotional? And then I realized when, like, thank goodness that you kind of dropped that seed and emailed me, even though I didn't know what it was. It's come all the way back around. And now I'm like, oh, my goodness. If I align to my design, what does that mean? And if I can really get down on who I am and what is right for me, how could that look for my whole entire 
family unit and in fact the minute I chose to start it to align to my design which is only about a year and a half ago to be honest I have now built a new house built a multiple six-figure business my husband works for me my our parenting looks different our life looks different so um, it fascinates me so I'm curious about you Siobhan what did you do before HD I was a hairdresser so what did what did you do before you became a coach and into HD I actually was uh in substance abuse I was a mental health counselor I was not not technically a mental health counselor a substance abuse counselor and then supervisor and I did that for about 15 years so I worked in the mental health field as a counselor and you know especially in that particular field it's you learn a lot. It's not an easy field to work in. Um, and so you learn a ton about human behavior. This is one of the reasons when I started to learn about human design, I was like, oh, what? Like, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing because it actually takes all of the stuff that I had learned in um, behavioral medicine and, um, it's in the chart, all of it is in the chart. And so, so much of what I dealt with was loss of the self, was denial of the, the true feelings, was um, what we call in human design conditioning, where people were like living in, in uh, the energy of other people's voices, right? They were, they were living with ghosts, if you will, and they didn't even know it. And so often, they would be, it would be so ingrained that um, this behavioral pattern that they had, they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't see it. It was a huge blind spot. And so the challenge for me was helping them gently to see that and see, wow, you, you know, this is where you really need to heal. It's not about the other person in your life. It's not about this. It's not about that. It's about what's happened in you, this wounding. And lo and behold, when I learned about human design, I saw the wounding, the classic different areas of wounding in the centers of the chart. And I was like, okay, that's pretty amazing. And I saw then how the energy was processed and how we become conditioned in certain centers. And more and more, I started to see all these patterns. And that's like the tip of the iceberg with human design. Um, so I became really fascinated because there are actual, there's an actual blueprint to kind of healing these things. Um, and this is why that young woman in that group that I was talking about was like, okay, <laughs> I, you know, I've got this. I, you know, I know what to do now kind of thing. And I am so done being codependent or whatever you want to call it, you know? Um, but she was able to see it with such clarity once she got a reading. So um, pretty fascinating. So I left that field because of burnout because of the dysfunction, because it was a super unhealthy career to have uh, at this point. And, um, you know, just so many problems in the field. And I, I love the people that I've worked with in the past, but, um, and I feel for them. I had to get out and I thought, why can't I take that stuff and translate all those skills that I've learned for years and years and bring it online into coaching? Um, that's a little hard, you know, um, easier said than done, I should say, um, until I started getting into human design. And it gave me very specific language and tools 
to kind of do that in a whole different way. So it's a very beautiful, it's the story of evolution. It's the story of you. It's the story of me. Um, it's about where we've been, why we've been there, where we are now and where we're going and how to get there. And it's never, I've never done a reading where somebody has gone, oh, that's nothing like me. They always go, what? How did you know all that? Like it, sometimes people cry. It resonates so deeply for them. I know I cry. So, I yeah, it's that night. And because I didn't understand what the concept of a projector was. And then um, I did a program with another coach. And all she said was, you know, go and find out what your energy type is. That's all she said. And I had kind of forgotten that I had that drop in because it didn't make sense to me. I'm a busy mom, got a business, all the things were happening. And then when I read about what a projector was, I burst out crying. I went to bed and I went, I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. <laughs> Especially projectors. They have the toughest time in general in life. And because they're so misunderstood. And they try so hard to fit into a society that is not meant for them at all. Only no, it's, it's not that it's not meant for them. It's just that we haven't caught up to um, allowing them to be who they are. And so projectors in particular, when they find out they they often have a complete meltdown and they're like, thank God somebody recognizes I'm not meant to, you know, be the way all these other people are and um, work the way other people do and all these things so it's pretty interesting but then yeah. of course you, you have to go through the grieving process right so I've um, the grieving process was I, I actually came into bitterness and if you guys know about HD you know that that's the not self theme and I was I was upset and then I went into overwhelm that how the hell am I supposed to live and put money like food on the plate when I'm only meant to work a few hours a day? And I know that's quite a big thing for projectors. Um, but then I realized, okay, th this is why they call it the experiment, right? I was like, and, and I'm going through a new experiment at the moment. So I want to go deeper. So I'm like, hang on, what if I can be a multiple six figure, like yearly coach and have baths? and go for a walk like you know after this interview I'm going to be with my husband and I'm switching off for three days um and I guarantee you I'll make money by doing that it doesn't make any sense but of course it also helped me understand myself deeply and my children and my husband because as a projector a wounded projector I was walking around going if you just did this this and this and this and this and this and this that's what you need oh my god how do you treat your husband like that why do you do that well all you need to do is this this and, and like seriously that is when you're functioning that way it can come across as very much like you're a bit of an asshole um <laughs> an egotistic or you're a know-it-all and all those different things so you learn to either shut your mouth or or it's like the balance of being a projector is so hard because there's no this blueprint um, if we were all born with the blueprint and said, hey, here's a couple of tips about you, sweetheart, then we're not going to try and fit into this box. So that's what I love about it. And now I don't try to make my husband be me or my children be me. I can adapt to what they require and my clients. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it gives you so much insight. And, you know, that's exactly what happens in human design. We call it the not self. Um, when we're living in our conditioned centers. And so when you get a chart, um, it's kind of the shape of, of 
the upper part of a body inside of a triangle. It's, it's, you know, looks a little crazy. And then there's all these shapes inside of it. Um, and it actually corresponds to all these different ancient, uh, <clears throat> ancient techniques that we've used for a very long time, like astrology, um, the I Ching, uh, the um, Kabbalah tree of life. Uh, what else? Um, quantum astrology. physics is where, uh, what's that? Astrology. astrology. And quantum physics. So, um, you know, um, quantum physics comes in and it's kind of like, oh, wow, what's this? It's, it's kind of this big up level of, of combining all these things. And so without getting into too much detail about that, when you look at these, you get this very cool mandala, like I can print out a mandala for people if they, if they really want that. Um, it's got all the different symbols of everything on it that we just mentioned. But when you look at this and you see nine shapes inside, um, it's very bizarre, right? And yet some people, the first time they see it, they actually tear up because something resonates very deeply. Um, these nine centers are either colored in or not colored in without getting too specific for this talk. And the ones that are not colored in, um, and this all has to do with your birth and all that kind of thing, your birth date. And the ones that are not colored in are where we become the not self. It's where we take on all the voices from our past, all the filters from everything we've been through, right? From where we were born, who we grew up with, all the things, um, we just naturally have all these filters. And what happens is we lose who we are. Think about the state of the world right now, right? There's so much confusion and so much anger and bitterness and the whole thing. It's pretty easy to see that we're either on the brink of destruction or up level, <laughs> right? Something is, is happening here. And something needs to happen and human design comes along and, and teaches us and we, we received it in 1987 but it teaches us that these centers these open centers where we've been living from this what human design refers to as pre-human right all this dogma all these rules like everybody's supposed to be like this and think this way and do this and all these things um, put people in so, keep people in so much pain and so much burnout, right? Trying desperately to do the right thing and knowing deep in their soul, it's not right for them. Um, and so that's where the conditioning is, right? When we're living, what's not right for us. Um, so much so that we often completely lose touch with what is right for us. And again, as a counselor, I used to deal with that all the time when people would come to me, same thing, right? And so now they start looking at these centers or if I do a reading, I look at them and I see right off the bat all the areas that they're really struggling. And, you know, people are just blown away. They're like, okay, how did you know that? I know as soon as I had my HD reading, I think I've had like about three and the first two I probably didn't really get. I was like, whoa, it was more like a, wow, that's interesting because I'm a psychic medium. So I can read people's energy and 
that there is a lot harder than reading an HD chart when you know what you're looking at because you've actually got a, a system you have to learn that uh, not really learn the system more attuned to it but it's yeah. like holy moly when you're like Victoria you're going to feel pressure to prove a people pleaser the voices of other people's heads I bet you have a lot of amazing ideas but you're not staying grounded I'm like well not that you said it those ways just um right. hypothetically speaking they are some of my things I was like whoa and even coming back to that, even though I've been learning this for, you know, for a year now, um, and you've been doing this for like a long, for a lot longer than that, it's kind of interesting that we keep coming back to those centers and coming back and coming back and coming back. And like you said, it's not about all of the little tiny like things that about it, because there's layers and layers and layers right. of human design. None of that crap matters. If you're not looking at the distinctive, like, it's like if you've got a problem in your marriage, a distinctive big problem, but you try to do all of the other little things around it and hoping it's going to clean up the big problem. You've got to look at the big problem, the big pattern, as you would say, and this is what makes you such a good coach. And that's why I love working with you is because you see patterns. You've done all of this coaching previously and yeah. you apply that and it's just next level. Um, I find it, absolutely fascinating with with these centers and how they're open and how everyone's got different ones right so sorry carry on I said that <laughs> I just totally resonate yeah yeah thank you for that thanks thanks for the the compliment there but um with my that's one of the reasons I think I did resonate with HD was because with my experience I could see you know human design is is ancient and modern um, and it's full of wisdom. Um, and it's full of the the collective unconscious and all of that. And so um, the archetypes are just so universal, right? The struggles, the archetypes, the different energies that people carry. And um, so everybody's chart is different. And when we're talking about the centers and what type you are, and there's only four, some people say five types, um, it, it sounds like, well, how can you possibly get that much out of those things? Well, that is the tip of the iceberg because it goes far deeper, right? There are many, many, many layers um, without boring everybody with the details here. Um, and so it becomes highly individualized. Um, but we have to start with, where am I stuck? Where am I right now? What does my journey look like? Where do I want to go? And that's what human design really sheds a light on big time, you know, and it, and it, it gives you that whole path to get there. So it's pretty interesting. Mm. And I, I think those centers are, yeah, they can, a lot of people come in and they learn HD and they just go, oh, other centers. And then they jump out of that and go into all the other kind of like you, you call them the variables. But the thing is, unless you get that energy type down and understand how you are actually meant to work in this world and actually as a psychic medium and energy worker I know I've, I learned years ago before human design that I take on everybody else I'm telepathic I can see energy I can feel like I can I've, I'm clear cognizant clairvoyant I'm all of these different abilities um, I have all these different abilities and then when you looked at my chart, you said, wow, 
do a very 5D. And I was like, how do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that? I've had so many coaches and I loved all my coaches, but you just said it without even talking yeah. to me. You're 5D, Victoria. How did you know that? And that's because you knew what you were looking at. But that means nothing if I don't honor my yes. energy type. Yeah, you bring up a really good point. I'm glad you said that because it's super easy in human design to get um, lost in the forest for the trees, right? To lose the forest for the trees kind of thing. Um, and the thing is, is that um, there are many, 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 many details, but there's an art form to reading a chart, right? To being able to actually see the story in it, to actually see the um, the energy of the chart. And so it requires knowing a lot of stuff about the chart, but there are a lot of details that, and, and listen, there's a lot of very formulaic readers out there who are brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do it that way. I love the art form of, of reading a chart. I love the kind of um, musical kind of tone to a chart as I read it. Um, and people gain so much so, so much more from it. Like they, they just, they're like, holy cow, thank you. You just nailed it for me. So yeah, when I looked at your chart, it was like, wow, right off the bat, you know, projector, sensing, all these different things. Um, and I don't remember off the top of my head, but there were a lot of um, open centers, et cetera. And I was like, okay, this person, you know, is here to be wise about many, many, many things. And they are not They've got one foot in another dimension easily, right? So yeah, it's it's pretty cool when you can see that and you can share that with somebody immediately. But um, I find that you do have to be careful when you look at a chart. Um, it's so easy to go, if, especially if you're new to human design. Oh my gosh, look at all those things and get really, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, and it's super important that if you get a reading, you get one from someone who um, really kind of understands the magic of your chart. Mm. You know, the formulaic stuff is fine if you're into that. Yeah, but but you said something to me um, earlier. I asked you a question about one of the little intricacies. <laughs> and you said, you know, you can just Google that. And I was like, that is a really good point. You can Google anything Everything. to do with anything. <laughs> But at the end of the day, we are in this world, and this is what I bring through with my membership and my mastermind and all my programs. It's about the integration. It's about the shifting. It's about the unprogramming, the unsexy work. It's about, like you say, seeing the patterns, seeing the archetypes, and actually choosing to change that and shift that. And if you are like a person who loves to consume information, that is great, but that information is not going to change you. It's the actions that you take. You can read a million books on self-help and still not have helped yourself. If you don't take the action, if you don't, like I know for you, because I'm always into bettering myself. So I'll say to you as my mentor, hey, like I need to work on the schedule of mine, self-centered schedule, but I see that I'm undisciplined and I'm finding it hard to be disciplined, but I'm so focused. So why am I like these two people? And you'll be like, well, let's have a look at the patterns because open centers, like you said, there is deep, like I said, pressure, pressure and 
other people's voices, which makes sense of why I seem to be all these different people in my life and feel the pressure and the roles that I've been put in on this human experience of the eldest of five get the catholic girl they get married to your first boyfriend i did that funnily enough um how who i think i'm meant to be according to what my parents projected and what they wanted from me they're generators my parents so i'm a totally different fish so it's kind of interesting when we get to deprogram and acknowledge that our parents did the best they could now we need to take responsibility for ourselves that's kind of like I feel where people are waking up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the very first thing, and the one of the things I really love about human design as well is it's very complex, but the simplicity is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing, which most people resist right off the bat, is learn what your strategy is. Learn about your type and learn what we call in human design your strategy and your authority and start Commit yourself to six weeks of jumping into the experiment Mm -hmm. so that you can actually try this and start to um, play with this and see what happens for you, right? Because it always really resonates for people once they do that. Now, people will resist it because they want to get in to all the sexy stuff, right? As you're saying that, you know, they want to get into all the, oh my God, that's so cool. And what about this? And what about that? And it's, again, it's fine, but you you can lose yourself. They want to be in the 5D before they've gone through the 4D. <laughs> and the 4D yeah. is releasing those. I love how you talk about resistance. I can, I can like, honestly, every week I can hear you talk about resistance over and over and over again. I find it fascinating because people don't want to do the work. They just want the, you know, they just want the middle. So it, it is very much about like going through what I say the 4D is, is the shadows and the resistance and what is coming up and what, you know, rather than going more will give me more. No, it won't. You have to nearly go back to go forward or, or whatever. And I think that's absolutely fascinating. And just for those who have are still like, what are you talking about a little bit? Now there is like Siobhan said, there's four or five, depending on what kind of studies that you're doing of the energy type. So there's manifest generator and generator. So that can be put together as just, you know, under the umbrella of generator, there's projector, reflector, and manifester. So they're what we call it, the five um, energy types. And then um, like Siobhan said, there's strategy and authority. So the way you're kind of meant to, um, I suppose, live your life essentially um, and listen to your intuition. And there's got some amazing pointers. And like you said, if you know what your energy type is and you listen to that that strategy and the authority, which is what you can see in your chart and you can get a reader to, to show you that, like someone like Siobhan, then the truth is like if that, if you focus just on that for six weeks, then you were saying to me earlier on, all the other things, all of the stuff we were like, oh my God, it's going to take me 10 years to learn this, just lands. Yeah, exactly. And that's really the point. And so I, you know, I try to gently let people know, I know it's very interesting and, you know, feel free to Google things. And if, if you really want to get into the super formulaic stuff, just please remember that people are not formulas. And Karen says that all the time, people are not formulas. And so that's where initially when I heard about human design, it was like, that just sounds too almost rigid. And I've seen 
some pretty rigid mindsets with it out there. And again, you know, no disrespect to them, more power to them. That's not my uh, take on it. And here's the thing about human design that Ra told us. Ra Uruhu is the man who downloaded this. I'll tell, I'll talk about that briefly in a minute. You know, he, he let us know human design is not mine. It doesn't belong to somebody with that school or that school or even Jovian archives, which is where you can, you can Google jo Jovian archives and learn all about Ra. And, you know, that's kind of the foundational spot for all of us where it all started. And, um, you know, but Ra says human design is all of ours, right? And it is meant to kind of, we use the word mutate in human design um, and change, and we are all change agents. And so human design, as, it, as you take it in, and here's the magic that I love about it and that I, I back away from the formulaic stuff, because if you approach this the right way, if you approach it um, with this open mind and with this kind of let, let me just allow, right, and navigate my my world through this energy that I'm learning about here, um, then you're going to find that human design becomes very personal for you. And you're also going to understand deeply that that is not the way Victoria needs to do it or other than the strategy and authority. In other words, Victoria is going to have a very deep understanding of human design from Victoria's genius. And we all have a genius in human design. And so, um, it's meant to be that way. This is why human design is a story of evolution. We evolve as a people when we're all allowed to evolve individually without trying to fit in. And that's the beauty. And so that's the, the thing that I would caution people on is, you know, when you hear about human design and please explore everybody, you know, uh, do all the things, whatever you're called to, but, um, just be careful of this, anybody who's like so rigid, do you know what I mean? That it doesn't feel like um, the magic can kind of just happen for you because you're going to bring a whole different, I don't want to say human design, but you will have a different resonance, mm -hmm. a different energy with human design. So it's pretty fascinating. And so we've got lots of beautiful readers out there who are different. Um, and I mean, it's literally HP's exploded. It's like freaking exploded. I don't know about you guys, but you know, it's everywhere, like all over my feeds. It's all HD. And 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 I think what you're saying is so good. It's because the thing is, I was looking for somebody who could help me to understand it for me, um, and not a way that I can make money out of it, but more of a way that I can integrate it because I didn't pass school. I, I'm, I didn't even know how to use a computer. Like I'm slow in some ways and so fast in others. I'm slow in the 3D, but this stuff needs to be integrated. And the other thing that um, really resonates when you always say you've got a beautiful, um, the art, the beginners, um, sorry, what is your, H, um, what's your Facebook group called? Uh, beginners Human Design. Beginners yeah. Human Design. So when the Beginners Human Design, which by the way is not really about beginners, it's there's so much in there just saying. But the thing about it is it's like you always say, you'll get it, you'll get it, keep going. And at first I was like, I don't know, 
will I? <laughs> I know. And then you're like, trust me. And every week you're like, Victoria, trust me, you're going to get it. And then all of a sudden I'm doing a reading for, because I do a lot of human design in my business. I've, I integrated in just like I do with mediumship. Like it's, it's who I am now. Right. And it's like, oh my God. And all of a sudden I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And I go, Hey, well, your G center is undefined. So this, you know, this is maybe while you're kind of feeling like you're not really yourself. Who are you truly being? And I use the energetics in there and the tools, just like yeah. you do with the trauma counseling. I bring yeah. in my genius tools and transform it right then. And that's how we get it. We use it as a tool, not the be all and end all, because we are not, we're not, we're not literally robots. <laughs> We're not. And that, Victoria, is the key. That's the problem. That's where conditioning comes from. This idea that we are supposed to be in some ways robotic, right? We're supposed to fit these molds. That is the very problem. So I find it interesting when people get into human design and they kind of go that route. And it's like kind of missing the point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so that's the only thing I would say. You know, we, we all are growing and maturing human design is growing and maturing. It started in 1987 uh, when this gentleman named Alan Krakauer, I think is his name, was living in Ibiza or Ibiza, Spain. I don't even know how you say it. Um, long story short, and, he, and there was a supernova in January of 1987. And he was for eight days downloaded this information. A voice spoke to him. And he filled, oh gosh, it was like, I think it's like an over 800 pages. Somebody I'm sure will correct me if I'm wrong of material over eight, eight days. It's um, just a massive, massive, intricate um, system. Once you start getting into it, which again is, you can easily go down a rabbit hole with this. And, um, you know, uh, this is how it was brought to us. And he was told by this voice, you know, it's time for humanity to up-level. It's time. And we're actually bringing this to you for the children so that the children are no longer raised in, uh, in this conditioning and they're raised to be who they are, right? Are they kind of the Buddha on the hill? You know what I mean? Then let them be, right? Um, stop trying to make them, you know, uh, the generator mathematician or something like that if, if, you know, that's what you think is right for them. Mm -hmm. And so the more people learn about human design. This is why I believe it's really getting very popular and starting to take off mm -hmm. with the internet because people can find it now. Um, the more, the more people learn about this, you know, like I always say, it's like a spiritual hand fasting where we gently fall into the soft place of our design mm -hmm. and the world then can just become a much more beautiful place where we respect each other for who we actually are we start to lose things like judgment, right? Because it has no place any longer in society. Now people are doing what they're meant to do. And guess what? Everything functions far better, right? Because people aren't burning out. People aren't, you know, suicidal because they're doing something they hate year, you know, year after year after year. So, um, Rob brought us this huge gift, but I, I find it interesting that whatever the voice was said, this is for the children, mm -hmm. you know, stop. It's so funny that you say that I'm getting that that was a light being like that just energetically, I'd yeah. say it's a light being. And then 
um, the interesting thing is that really kind of goes wall for me is my my big why my my why that gets me out of bed every day. I've said this on a few of my podcasts is, is that is for the children, and it's not necessarily for my little mini gen children who, by the way, never slept and weren't meant to be stuck into a routine. And I, as a projector, I knew that that's actually what made me go insane and go through depression because I was beating myself up. I couldn't fit them into a routine (laughs) and they would never sleep. But basically what gets me out of bed every single morning is the children of the world. And when I see parents controlling their children and putting them into boxes and I say, they they say, I'm having a hard time with my kids. And I go, send me a photo of his HD link, go send me a photo. And I'm like, your kid is a manifester and you're trying to make them um function in a way because you're a generator all you're doing is crushing the child what about listening to what the child needs and they're like oh my god click 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 um and it, it just blows my mind um another one of my my daughter's best friend she was getting really angry so they're like seven years old they're now eight but seven years old and she's like smashing the doors in in the house her mum's a projector like I reached out to her and said hey have you done your HD um obviously our daughter's a best friend so me and this girl just keep coming together all the time um you know certain things I've, I've kind of been there and um, long story short, she's a projector. Her daughter's a manifester. And I was like, you are such an incredible parent. She has taken her kid out of school. So her kid is at school a couple of times a week because she's that, um, whatever you call it, the, the sensitive person. She her, her audio, everything is so oh, yeah. hard for her. It's so hard. And she's smashing down doors. She's not what you would... Um, perceive as autistic or anything like that she's just this little girl she's my daughter's best friend but her mom was so curious and why is this behavior happening and she got so curious in it she realized that she doesn't fit exactly into the school system so she's going to make it work in the way she wants to make it work so when you're saying that we're starting to open our consciousness into how everyone else is different we are collectively putting this energy together of we no longer can have these these structures that we've had so as a collective consciousness we're shaking it all up and it's going through that crumble so like you said it's going to be ah or it's going to be like so it's like we have to go through this process because we've called it on ourselves nearly right right yeah yeah we're on the brink i mean and look at it is part of of evolution is the struggle of figuring out what works and what we should keep and what doesn't and what we need to get rid of. That's part of evolution. And that's part of everyone's chart is to go through those different things, right? So it's it's fun to look at people's history, et cetera. Um, and the chart will tell us a lot of times, well, always it has some of your history in it, which is really fascinating for people. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's incredibly important. The way they describe it or the way Ra described it is, you know, we are all basically puzzle pieces of this big puzzle of humanity. And we all have the place that we fit. And a lot of people will hear that and say, you know, so what am I supposed to be, um, you know, a uh, rifle maker in North Carolina? Like you're telling me I have to be this particular thing. And it's like, no, 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 right? You're, this is part of understanding how to do readings is that this person's actual history is woven into, right? But whatever um, the chart says will deeply 
resonate for them. And they will, you know, unbeknownst to them, they're already doing it, right? It's just that if they're in conditioning, they're fighting it and they're miserable. And that's what you need um, to get, isn't it? People need to understand it's not getting the HD or the astrology or the Reiki or the, the consciousness or the life coaching or the, the another certificate, the another certificate, another fucking certificate. It's not about that. It's about saying, let's go inward and see who I am. And I always say in my, in my coaching, you have to look after the kingdom of we, I mean, the kingdom of me. So then you can look after the kingdom of we. I made a decision when I had to choose to live or die because I was suffocating and drowning and burnt out. And I know many of the listeners are here as well or have been part of our blueprint. Obviously, we've been through that, our conditioning. The thing is, I had to choose to look after myself so deeply to heal myself. And it seemed on the external selfish. And I even had a few people say to me, what about your kids? I never left my kids or anything like that. I had to put them into daycare so I could sleep in between my work or whatever, right? So I did everything for my children, but to do it for my children, I had to come back into myself. And that's why I put myself out there so boldly and share my experiences because for the children of the world, but it doesn't seem like I'm doing it for the children, but I am because I'm talking to the parents. <laughs> right, right. Whether, whether people know it or not, we're all part of the story of evolution, right? You don't have to be aware of it. We just simply are. And all human design does is show us um, this is how you are in particular, you know, and um, this is, and I like to describe it like this, you kind of are plunked into this vehicle, right? So when we are born into this incarnation, this is like the play that we're in. We're in this big play, right? And our type is the role. And so, you know, maybe you are going to be the um, uh, wait staff somewhere or something like that in this movie, right? I don't know, whatever. You, that, that might be your role, right? Um, maybe you're the lead, um, whatever. But I also like to say, and you're dropping into a vehicle and maybe it's a Prius and maybe it's a Ferrari, right? A lot of people are trying to be what they're not because they're so wounded. They're so wounded that they really just don't know any other way. And it's, and it's killing them, right? So you mm -hmm. find out your type. And you, and you are in this play and your type is this role that you're playing. And then we have something called a profile, which is involves two numbers. I'm not going to get into all that because it starts to get like, whoa, this is too much already. But the profile is part of it. And the profile is the character of your role. So are you funny and outgoing? Are you quiet and, and um, you know, turning inward a lot? Um, and it, there's a lot of other things involved in that, right? Are you somebody who experiments to learn? All these things um, give you the information about this character. Now, you're not going to, I'm not going to tell you, well, you're doing it wrong. You need to be that character. You're going to say to me without fail, that's me. That's what happens. So people often will be like, well, what are you going to tell me how to be? And I'm like, I, I don't have to. You're already being who you are. The problem is, 
you're shaming yourself about it. You're fighting it. You're all these different things, right? The, the wounding, the stories you're telling yourself, the filters that you're dealing with. So then we've got, um, now we've got the play, which is the time, the era that we entered, right? And all the crazy up-leveling that's going on right now. We're on the brink, right? The tearing down, the rebuilding, the foundation. Um, and then, so here I am, I come in as, as let's say the Ferrari or something like that. And, you know, um, maybe I'm bright red or maybe I'm very kind of a blended kind of, you know, into the background color. Um, and then my, what we call our incarnation cross is the plot, <clears throat> my particular plot line in my story. So it gets really, really fun and interesting. Um, nobody's reading is going to tell you you're meant to suffer. You may, you may interpret what's happening in your life that way. Like we talk about Saturn and Jupiter and all that, right? The whole chart just tells you um, this is how you navigate with great ease. This is how you allow the things to fall into place and stop fighting it. Mm -hmm. Stop paddling upstream as Abraham Hicks says, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what's just, so cool. Can I just add in a little thing there as well? Like, um, so I am a, my energy type is a projector. My, um, I'm splenic authority, which means my, that's the way my intuition works. And I'm what we call a three, five, which is the two numbers, like she will see with the personality profile. Now, my sister, who is, I don't know, like eight years younger than me, she is a projector. She is a splenic. But the thing is, yeah, we're quite similar in a lot of ways. Um, definitely, I see myself in her and the higher kind of vibration and the lower vibration where we, are mirror, we mirror each other. But she's a 2-4. So she's a completely different personality profile. So therefore, where I am like bold and I am like kind of crashing into the wall to find the door and stuff like that, she's more yeah. of this kind of like... Um, hermit guru energy right so she's more like she yeah. loves to be alone and she loves to sit there and people come to her um where mystic, i'm kind of like yeah. here i am a mystic that's it so it's kind of interesting so this is what makes us so unique and then we've got different gates and different channels and all the different things about that where this is where you can go deeper into it but there's a few things that are the same that are the most important things and that is as a projector this is the way you are meant to honor yourself kind of thing. But, you know, when a Virgo has got a lot of different, you know, a Virgo doesn't live the same, you know, and that's kind of to broaden it even more. Right, right, um, right. So a projector, just because someone's a projector, they could be completely different to you. They may just need more rest, just like you do. It's just like a... Um, it's, it's just like, it's the energy type. There's a type of way you hold energy. I don't have a motor. So when I'm saying to people, hey, you know, I come across as extremely energetic and vibrant and potent and powerful. But when I'm not on, I'm literally the opposite. I'm so quiet. I don't even talk. I'm in the bath. I'm all about pleasure. I'm walking with my sisters. I'm in nature. There's this completely different energy to me. And that's actually like, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping soon it will be 70% of my reality. <laughs> um, but I've had to decondition slowly because I was told I had to work my butt off, but I don't. And the more I come into the zone of 
that um, how I'm supposed to be in that energy type, the more blessings I get is crazy. And that's the experiment. So just because you're a projector, just because you've got the same authority, just because um, you they're your sibling doesn't mean that you know, you're going to be the same as them. Because my other sister has nothing the same as me, but she is a 3-5. So her personality profile is the same as mine. Again, the same thing. We show up to the world very similar, but she goes, 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 goes. She's an energizer bunny. She's a manager and she doesn't have to stop where I do. So she does probably three quarters more of energy stuff than I do. I can't keep up with her. And the minute my, one of my sisters and I, the projector and I, stopped trying to keep up with the manager, and we realized that the way she functions is completely, she's not meant to make decisions like now, where my other sister and I, we make decisions right now, want to go for a walk? Absolutely. My other sister goes, can I think about it? And we're like, why? And then we realize she has an emotional um, authority. So this yeah. is where you can, I know that's kind of going into the intricacies, but I'm just trying to like make the point that- that's okay. We're all completely different. And when we respect that, there's a particular reason why your friend is, I don't know, hmm, can't make that decision. There's a reason why they're not like you. And there's right, right, right. And they can't keep up. There's a, they're not a nana. And if they're overly emotional, I've got a friend and she cries all the time. And I'm totally happy with that. But I'm not going to cry with her because I'm non-emotional. I don't want to cry, <laughs> but it's okay for her to cry. So when we stop judging and we start realizing. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And um, again, you bring up a really good point because really what human design is, is, is it's the way that we process energy in the universe. So it's kind of the way if we imagine ourselves like as a fish in, in the sea, it's kind of the way we navigate the water, right? you know, the bigger fish with the stronger fins or, you know, it, it, it's just how they are going to, their body in particular is going to interact with, um, with the molecules of water, right? It's kind of like that. Human design is very simply, this is how your body and your, your mind and your personality, your energy, all of it is meant to, to move through the three-dimensional world in a way that works beautifully. And that's why it's a blueprint for life for people because it works. You can make decisions based on that. And in my opinion, decision-making is one of the most difficult skills to have um, and to learn, but it's also, um, it can be terrifying depending on your history and your wounding, decision-making might be just paralyzing for you. And this is the beauty of human design is it takes the, um, the difficulty out of decision-making. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, we use the thinking, 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 everything is mental and human design says, no, that is not how we do it, right? That's a whole, there's a whole different thing happening up there. And there's a reason for that beautiful creativity, but that's not what it's for. So again, life becomes so much easier to navigate just simply using your strategy and authority it's this is how i move through the water mm -hmm. and when you understand yourself you understand the other so much so i used to literally be like why doesn't my sister make a decision why does she have to wait because for me right. 
I don't get that because someone asked me if I want to do something and I'm a yes or a no person. I know straight away. I wasn't always that way because I was functioning from my conditioning, but now I do acknowledge how I work. Um, Now, one of the things, you know, when we're talking about the centers, you were talking about the G center. And I had this conversation recently, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I just think it's fascinating because as we know with the solar plexus, it's kind of whether you're emotional or not, depending if it's open or whether it's defined. And we do talk a lot about that in human design, whether you're an emotional wave or whether you are more of an empath. Um, But yeah, the G-Center is definitely fascinating. It is. And so the G-Center really sheds new light on this whole idea of law of attraction, if you will. Um, And I've struggled with the whole law of attraction thing because um, I'm not comfortable with a lot of the way it's presented. I think that it's far too simplistic and people end up really disappointed or blowing all kinds of money or something like that, thinking I'm just going to manifest it. And it's not correct for everyone to do that. Um, But there's also some really important information to understand about um, our energy, right? Um, All of us in this respect. So, you know, we started out as the seven centered chakra person or human being. And in the 1783, I think it was, uh, I could be wrong, maybe 87, um, we turned into the nine centered human design being. Um, And it's where the the let's see we get to the what is that not the solar the heart center on on the um uh chakra system and it splits into two the heart center splits into the um the what we call the g center which is a diamond in the middle a diamond shape and what we call the will center which is a tiny triangle to the right so it becomes two centers and then there's a little more splitting that goes on in the chart but but we'll stick with that Those two centers come from what we call what what was the heart center. And that's an important point. We refer a lot of times to this little will center as the heart center. And sometimes we refer to the G center as the heart center. And that's why. And the G center is very interesting. It is what we call the magnetic monopole. And I think it was in 2018, 2016, maybe 2015, Um, scientists discovered that there is something called a magnetic monopole. What does that even mean? This just sounds like more craziness, right? A magnet has two poles, a negative and a positive. There was always a, well, there's been a theory for a long time that a magnetic monopole existed, right? We see the magnetic resonance of of the earth when you look at pictures of it. Um, and it's got these, these kind of cool lines or matrices out, out coming out from it. And that's because it has this kind of um, resonance coming off the earth. And human beings have the same kind of resonance. And they actually use this whole principle in MRIs. So this is for real. And the G center um, is what we've discovered is, or what they call the magnetic monopole. What does that mean then? It's got one pole. And its only function is to attract. It's like the one half of the magnet, only the attraction piece. So it's it's very interesting. And notice it's what we call the heart center. That tells us a lot. And when you start to look at a chart 
it's got all these weird, like it's got all these little numbers around everything. It gets a little crazy, right? Um, and if you look at that diamond center, it's got numbers that go all the way around it. And so without getting too into that, those are called gates. And we'll just simply say that each one of those gates hold a specific archetypal energy that we process that G center with, okay? Now, remembering that the G center is the magnet, it is the magnetic monopole in the body. It is the um, um, seat of the soul, we call it in human design, and it is attracting. So when we think and we're told and we hear, you've got to change your thinking, you've got to change how you're feeling in order to attract things. That's actually... Um, I don't want to say it's completely incorrect, but man, is it missing the mark? Those things fluctuate big time, right? We can't always control how we're feeling, nor should we. That would make us, we wouldn't be human. But with this G center, when we learn how to, in human design, calibrate it, now we are attracting based on calibrating those gates and the meanings of those gates. And what we know is that um, when they do, uh, um, I don't know, some kind of a test where they, they test the magnetic resonance and the neurotransmitters, more information actually goes from the heart to the brain than vice versa, right? But we've been making decisions, doing all everything with our brain, and yet our heart is putting out way more information. And when we calibrate this, it calibrates the thinking. And the thinking then calibrates, we go down to what we call the emotional solar plexus, the feelings. We're never going to be high vibe all the time. That's not realistic. But we can calibrate on a daily basis that G-center. And so I can go through those gates super, super quick if you want. I don't know if we have time or not. But yeah. If you'd okay. like to, because I've got one gate in my in my G center. So when we think of this like the heart center, we want to open the heart. This is one of the ways that we decondition. This is one of the ways that we, um, uh, and normally deconditioning takes seven years in human design. This is the one of the one of the ways that we um, draw to us or magnetize to us, however you want to look at that. Um, what we want, what's good for us, right? What's meant to be for us, yeah. etc. So, we, um, Siobhan, before you go into that, can I just ask you a question? So, as an energy worker, I work with quite a few clients and groups, and I can feel whether people are blocking themselves in their in their heart. And a, a lot of people get chest pain and back pain through there. So, do you believe, like you say, there's this pole, and it's like this this the magnet to bring in the to bring in things, right? Um, do you also see that people block this or is that more of a resistance? It's well, it's both, um, you know, it's part of the conditioning, but what happens is, and this is why we have the opportunity to recalibrate it, mm -hmm. right? Um, they absolutely block it. And, and the key to this whole thing is this G center is about self-love. And until we're able to love ourselves, we will attract the quality of the level of self-love that we have. 
everything that we attract is going to be the quality of that level of self-love. Now that hit me right between the eyes, um, partly because of the work that I've done, partly because I've been in recovery for decades um, and all the wounding I've seen and I've experienced. And I'm like, holy cow. So when people are just trying to change their thinking and trying to keep themselves high vibe, high vibe, and it's not working, or it's like, you know, this insanity that they go through. Um, that's why, because you're missing the whole point. And how do we have this self-love? Human design gives us a roadmap to that. Okay. So we can actually recalibrate on a, on a daily basis. So for example, um, the gate 10 um, is about self-love. Okay. The gate seven is about empowerment. Um, it's about choosing things that empower me in life, right? Uh, the gate one is about um, fulfillment through uh, my potential kind of thing. All these things open the heart. Um, the gate 13 is about listening to and holding stories that serve your heart or forgiveness. And that was a huge one because when people hear forgiveness, they often, um, you know, completely resist that, which is understandable considering a lot of us have been through some pretty um, seriously uh, bad situations in our lives. Please don't bring up forgiveness. How dare you kind of thing. And what I say to people is this is about you re recalibrating your G center. So I'm not asking you to forgive every narcissist that ever wrecked your life in the past kind of thing, right? Don't go there. But instead on a daily basis, First, forgive yourself for falling prey to anything like that, right? For the day, work on letting go and forgiving them, not for a lifetime, because I don't think that's realistic and I don't always think that's safe, mm -hmm. but for the day to help kind of recalibrate if you can, right? Beautiful. But it's some, it's wounding to look at. And that's, that's my one. So I've got that 13 and I'm actually, and it's in the black line. So black is conscious. And it's kind of interesting because when I first started this journey, it was the deep forgiveness of myself, the self-pity, the self-hatred for not being good enough. I had to really do the deep forgiving on myself. And then I got angry and got and had to start forgiving other people and all the things. So um, that really did set me free. So I love that. Yes. yes. And these things, until we deal with these things, it's actually um, we're calibrating our self-love and our magnetic monopole based on these. So now you can understand, oh my gosh, no wonder I keep pulling these wacko relationships into my life in these situations, right? Mm -hmm. um, the gate 25 is about awareness of spirit as source, right? In other words, what is your relationship with the unseen, the spirit world, the soul, whatever you want to call it, by, um, by deepening that relationship and learning how to trust it, um, this again is all about self-love. All of these things recalibrate this heart center, right? So this is, again, this it's gonna affect the quality of the thoughts mm. and the quality of the thinking, right? The, um, where are we? The gate 46 um, being embodied uh, in, in the physicality of your body, your essence, loving your body which is a biggie for, especially for women, I think, but loving your body, but not just that, um, expressing the love of your body through movement. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's dance, maybe it's running, maybe it's, 
taking a bath, right? You know, whatever it is for you, really diving into and loving the connection to your body. And honestly, that connection actually increases your connection to spirit, right? When we really learn to be part of that um, and, and love and enjoy the movement and everything about it. Um, the gate two is being receptive. And this is really important. Allowing, um, receiving, being able to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even telling us you need to, um, you know, uh, be giving support to other people. I think it's the gate of support, be giving support to other people, but allowing support for you. Remember, this is about self love, mm-hmm. right? Um, how many people fight that, right? I'm just going to be a hundred percent. I think there's a pandemic in itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that was gate two and then gate 15, um, being aware of sharing and the energy of compassion. So, but we can only, just like you talked about earlier, we can only have that compassion if we have it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can only share if we're taking care of ourselves and we have enough energy and enough um, wherewithal and, and enough stuff to share whatever it is. So it all comes back to calibrating or recalibrating on a daily basis. That's the way I, I look at it mm-hmm. on a daily basis, that G center. I and love that. that. I, yeah. That kind of explains where like I keep getting this honor. It's this week. It's very much honor, honor, honor. Like you need to honor your body. You, I get up early and I, I move my body and I run and I forgive myself for anything that I feel like I need, if, if any shadows are coming up and I nurture my body and I go, what is required today? It's not a once a year, New Year's Eve thing, guys. It's a daily thing. So I love that you brought this up. I think this is going to be a game changer for so many people to recalibrate so whether you've got a defined g-center or a non-defined g-center you will have these gates now also one thing that you've taught me is whether they are defined or not you still have all of these energies is that correct absolutely do do. so a lot of times people will make the mistake of seeing their chart and saying oh i don't have that Mm -hmm. i don't have a head center i don't have an identity center we all have all of the chart um The difference is you process the energy differently so that the people with the colored in centers have a very fixed way of processing that energy. Don't worry too much about that. You can get start to get confused going, what is she talking about? Just take that, put it on the back shelf, you know, take my word for it. People with the open centers or the white centers, um, they process it very differently. They do something that's um, very interesting. They take in the energy of those around them in those open centers, those white centers, and they amplify it. Mm-hmm. So imagine the implications if you have an emotional solar plexus that's open and you become a sponge for everybody else's emotional stuff because you don't understand this and you're always on overwhelm and you don't know to be a screen. Right. Yeah, it's it's too much. And I I had to learn that as a medium as well. Like before I said to you, just before this, this call, I was doing a reading spirit came through and I was crying. It's not my emotions. It was the spirit's emotions, to be honest, um, as I was connecting to this person in this recording, totally crazy. But also my husband and my daughter have got defined solar plexus and my husband, my son and I have an open one. 
And my son and I are probably the loudest, most vibrant, the most intense. If anyone's going to scream and hoot and howl, it's me and my son. But the interesting thing is when it's just me and my son, we are so cool, calm and collected. But when the, the little, we call the bonds and the meneers. So when the um, Luke and my daughter are around, they're so chilled but we amplify their emotions. It's and this exactly is what happened. It's so tricky because someone goes, I'm so, I'm so calm. And then my husband comes home and it's like, go check his soul plexus. Wow. <laughs> it's very interesting. So, you know, just these little tweaks and understanding who you are and like, Oh, I just thought it was really, really messed up and too sensitive. No, this is who you're meant to be. You just have to understand that your condition, your conditioning, your conditioned open center shames you for that, number one. Um, so you try to fight it. You try to not be that. It actually locks you into it even more, right? You just have no idea how to process that energy because who knew this? Nobody ever exactly. taught us. You didn't even know. And I used to feel guilty for not wanting to hang out with people or and the reason why I don't want to hang out with them is because I was, they say I might be a managing who is full of energy, lots of um, centers that are colored. They've got a defined ego. They've got like get up and go and they're emotional. And for me, um, like after an hour, I'm just like, I think, and maybe they're having a hard time and they're on a wave, like we call it. I'm, I'm literally going to like pass out or freak out or go onto a three-day bender of stress because I think, what the fuck is wrong with me? But it was yeah. never my energy. It was amplified for whatever they're going through. And that when is. I realized that, then I realized I'm not a psycho. My husband's just having an emotional wave. And I've made it all about me because I'm an empath. And it just, it's a game changer. Exactly. exactly. It is a game changer because then you can understand, A, I can break that aura and take breaks. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with me. It's actually healthy. And B, I am meant to be extremely wise about emotions and other people's emotions, right? I'm not meant to just be a sponge and be victimized mm -hmm. by other people's emotions, which is probably um, how you've been feeling prior to learning this is a lot of times who wouldn't, right? Like, I just feel kind of victim to other people's insane emotional stuff <laughs> and and it becomes mine I take it on yeah and understanding that people have waves like my best friend um you know I'll, I'll notice her wave or my daughter or my husband and I'll be like or a client of course this helps with your business immensely because a client will be hurting and howling and crying and freaking out and you're like what patterns playing out here what wave are they on how can I support them and rather than going why does this person keep getting like doing the same thing? Because for me, I may not get it. Not that I've ever, I obviously go into my coaching mode, but um, rather than actually going, why is this person overly emotional over nothing? You can actually go, oh, okay, sweetheart. So, so has anything happened or how are you feeling? Or now it's time for you to not go into overdrive. It's time for you to come inward and honor yourself. And then knowing that rather than pushing them, push through, push through. <laughs> A lot of coaches do that. It's like, no, 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 oh. don't push through. You need to calm down and don't make any decisions right now until you calm down. <laughs> right, right. Or until they ride out that wave and see what's consistent. Um, I have the emotional wave. I happen to have a, um, the channel in, in that emotional wave that is probably the easiest one to have, which I am grateful for. 
Um, when I say <laughs> easy, <laughs> this is this is very it's very very creative energy, right? But because society has big time for so long shamed us for any kind of emotional stuff, people who are have the emotional wave are taught that they're crazy, right? Are taught that they're too sensitive, you know, for that reason, et cetera. And so um, what happens is they go, they have their emotional wave and they start to kind of go down into this kind of almost melancholy creative mode, but they don't know that's what it is. And because of all that shaming and all the messages and all the filters that they have from the past, they, it gets worse. Right. So they actually decrease their frequency. We look at it like a, a sine wave. If you actually look up, uh, you know, SIN, a sine wave, SINE, a sine wave, you'll see um, how sine waves work. It's, you know, um, the frequency of a wave. And it's the same thing. So when they're, they're, um, they're thinking, they're out of calibration, their thinking gets more and more negative because of all the shaming, right? They're not forgiving themselves and others, they're not, blah, blah, blah. Now that wave decreases in frequency. So it goes down, 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 and it stays. The frequency slows down and they stay stuck there longer. So you can actually modulate that and use that more for creativity and going, ooh, today's a day I should go to the spa <laughs> and write, you know what I mean? Because I'm just feeling like, oh, kind of thing. And this is, this is my wave. Um, and then magical things can happen, right? But who, you know, what, who learned this in society? I've never heard anybody in society say, oh, you're having, you know, this emotional thing that's happening. It happens for you, like, you know, every three weeks or something, mm -hmm. you know, go get some medication, right? Um, instead of honor, and I love that you use that word. It's one of my favorite words, honor who the heck you are, mm -hmm. right? It is a game changer. All of these things are game changers for people. Yeah, it's a game changer. I know my daughter has got all of the waves and she'll come in at 9.30 at night. Um, she doesn't have a set bedtime. I try, but it, there's no point. But she comes in and she's like, I'm just so sad. And I'm like, it's okay, sweetheart. And then my husband and I are aware that she's on a wave and we don't make her wrong for it. And right. It's like if my son is playing up and he's being like hooting and howling all over the place, we call it, and he's louder than life, I go, stop, everyone. We need to look at our energies. What am I doing? What is my daughter doing? What is my husband doing? Because my kid is amplifying somebody else's energy because it's not his. And, you know, he came out screaming, amplifying probably mine. So it's kind of interesting um, to... I know that if my husband's feeling emotional or if he's, if he's feeling a certain way to just really kind of to nurture that and say to him, Hey, you know, it's, there's, you're not depressed, you know, like, not that I say that to him, but I used to think that, you know, we had a lot of depression because him and I used to bounce off each other because I was amplifying the way he was feeling, but he's this, a sensitive person who's highly intuitive um brought up in a, a New Zealand man's world and that's what we're happening now is we get to bring up our sons and our daughters with understanding of themselves on a deeper basis I think it's just so beautiful it really is it's very very beautiful and, it, and it's time it's mm -hmm. time society is is in desperate the world is in desperate need 
for something like this to hang on to. This is not a religion. It doesn't matter if you're religious. It doesn't matter if you're metaphysical. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. This is more like, it's kind of like a personality assessment, but it's far deeper than that. That's you beautiful. know what I mean? It's far. It's, yeah. 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 We're not going to lie. I've done, I've done life coaching. I know all, uh, all these different codes of everything. And I'm telling you now, for me personally, HD um, alongside with, uh, you can just use different coaching models to help different types of personalities. They're going to fit different energy types. Yeah. But as a whole, the deeper understanding of this is, it's just so accurate where I've never come across anything else that I've completely resonated with. Um, there was something missing. And I think HD for me was that key because I can dive deeper into it. So Siobhan, you want to be, yeah. Go for it. And I throw one thing really quick on there because I just want always want to be very careful having worked in mental health. Mm-hmm. We are not saying that if you if you feel depressed, especially if you feel suicidal, please get help. We are not saying that human design is a cure. What I am saying is uh, if you've struggled with things like this, human design can be so helpful to um, giving you tremendous insight. And some people find that that's really what's been going on. But mental illness is a thing. And so I would never, ever want somebody to watch this and stop taking their medication or something like that. But I wouldn't, I would encourage you to explore human design, right? Keep taking care of yourself, keep doing the things, um, but just see if maybe this is affecting what's happening. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. I think it's really important. I do get a lot of people who come to me and think that as a coach um, as a spiritual coach obviously I and business coach HD coach as we bring that all in as a holistic approach um, they think that I can cure them and the truth is sometimes quite often I'll say look you actually require a trauma coach or you require um, a counselor or psychologist or you know don't get off those meds um, because I'm not a professional um, health professional so I think that's really important to say that because um, yeah, I've, there's mental illness close by, and I'm sure everybody has the same in their reality as well. Knowing somebody who um, does require that extra support, but of course, if we we start somewhere, like you said, you start at that tip, and then you integrate and you shift, then you can have more ease with your reality. And I know for someone myself, it was it was live or die, and that's how I felt. Now, was I going to actually end my life? absolutely not but I was going to switch off I was going to switch off and I was going to fit in and I was like I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this but I choose consciousness and I choose me or I just choose to play the role of this mum and wife and I knew that was a spiritual death for me so um, I chose the kingdom of me so then I could now be in the kingdom of we, and it worked. So we are so happy you did because <laughs> you're amazing. Uh, you're amazing. And I'm so grateful for you because what would have happened if you didn't just send me that little email? I, I Who knows? Um, thank you for this conversation. You have really done what you truly say you do, which is read in a way that it's not about all of the things like if someone goes and gets this g center information and you know you guys can find your own charts for free um on jovian archive just google human design please if you want to know more about that reach out to siobhan or myself um siobhan has got the beginners human design facebook group on um, facebook obviously and 
it's like a basically a free program there is just I know something's coming up soon as well exciting for you but um there is literally like so much information in there but like you said Siobhan it's about the integration and doing it at a pace that you're ready now I've done mentoring with you I have got like five different books I've done two different programs I've had three different readings and I do readings for people for people who are in my coaching world but I feel like I've just opened a book that I've just read the first page and that's the kind of honoring and the respect I give it because it's not about the doing it's not like it's not about the facts it's not about consuming the information you can google it it's about the going Am I aligning to being a projector or a generator or a manifester or whatever? How am I, how's this looking? And how's this look for my family? And how can I come back to, like you said, the biggest thing is self-love. Draw more of that to you. Draw, draw the same quality that you're giving yourself to mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. How beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. It's an incredible thing, an incredible gift we've been given. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And everybody who has listened, please go and check out Siobhan. If you want to get a reading from her, then message her. You can find her on Facebook. Um, it's definitely worth it. She gives you, a, like you say, a lot of bang for your buck, but also um, in integrity. Um, and what that means is by not showing off the skills of how much she knows, but more of about the integration and how it's going to help you. And I, I truly believe that your previous coaching really helps because the the space that you hold and how deep you can see within people next level next level thank you so thank much. you you are so welcome and thank you and we will catch you guys soon thanks bye and that's a wrap for today thank you so much for joining the release your blocks podcast if you enjoyed this episode i would love to hear from you so please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was there is so much more from where this came from you can also find me at holistic energy shifting on facebook where you can find more content more coaching and more guidance have a grand and glorious day and i'll see you next time